Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Great to be with you again, Dr. Paul. Very good. Today, we're going to talk a little bit in the main part of the program about a very famous governor from California. They even tried to kick him out of office, special election, but he overcame the obstacles, and he's still governor, and that, that of course, is uh, Newsom. And he's back in the news today because he said something that caught in the news, and that had to do with uh, we would have done everything uh, differently if we'd have only known the truth. Mm -hmm. And uh, Chris and I will uh, talk a little bit about that. But before that, I want to reflect a little bit about uh, this week in gold because there was a little bit of excitement going on. You know, on the 14th, which is a couple of days ago, there were several announcements about CPIs and PPIs and economic growth. And uh, and it, it was all the prices were going up significantly. And that, uh, to me, says, well, printing too much money and we have a lot of inflation. And here's one headline. Gold prices see some selling pressure as U.S. PPI sees sharpest rise in nearly a year. And I thought, what? You know, I guess I haven't learned all about this gold yet because uh, my instincts are if prices are going up short, uh, sharply, I remember in the 70s, that always meant gold prices would go up too. But I figured, well, you know, timing is difficult. So what, what, what will happen later? And uh, that was a significant increase. And then there was another one here. Producer prices soar in August as goods inflations reignite. And uh, retail, another headline, retail sales unexpectedly soared in August as gasoline and fuel prices jump. Well, that's sounds to me like what people think is inflation. Of course, it's the consequence of inflation, debt being financed by, by monetization. So uh, that, that this, this, uh, this seems like... Uh, uh, that that is not going like what you would predict, but we got a little different approach today. Those were, to me, I thought were, um, you know, understandable. And sometimes things are delayed because these are these articles were probably pretty instant. But I say, well, wait a while. Wait until wait until tomorrow or the next day, or sometimes an hour or two later, there'll be an announcement at the Fed. We're doing this, this, this. It'll have one word changed in their previous report. And uh, either the markets will sink or gold will soar. Uh, so that's why it's really tough in investing in gold, because uh, if you're in trading gold, if you're looking long term, that's a different story. But if you're trading gold, I can understand those guys, uh, you know, being a little bit anxious at time. And also, one of the reasons I don't get involved in that, I knew I couldn't stand it emotionally with prices going up and down so quickly. But uh, today we saw a price, uh, saw a different story. Uh, because here, here the headline for the morning was gold prices surge to session highs after New York Fed rises, uh, survey rises to 1.9 in September, which uh, means good business activity. And that sort of challenges the Fed a little bit because they were worrying about a weak economy. So what they want to do is raise, uh, raise the interest rates. But, but anyway, uh, I think this represents long term, but who knows, something could, could uh, come out in the uh, next hour or two or three, and the Fed will make an announcement and try to convince people not to uh, get involved. Because ultimately, I believe the, the Fed very much and all the government deep state people 
are watching gold very carefully because of the competition with international uh, entities that are tr trying to compete with the dollar. So they watch it very closely. And I cannot forget the fact that in 1933, the first thing Roosevelt did was take the stole gold, literally stole the gold from the American people because he stole it at $20 an ounce and then, he, then they uh, re-monetized it at $35 an ounce. So uh, gold is very, very important. And although uh, Bernanke was trying to explain to me, yeah, that's not the problem, but gold is not money. And I have a hard trouble uh, understanding that. So I still think it is. And so are a lot of other people. And so are a lot more people, I think, individuals who are involved in trying to protect themselves of bad times ahead. Uh, there are more uh, individuals like that now than there were in the, uh, during the Depression in the early 1930s. And, uh, and so what I'm saying is a much bigger event because if they play games like that, but uh, I don't think they will confiscate gold. I don't think it'll, they'll be made illegal, but they're going to make it very, very difficult, uh, I think, at a time when, you know, uh, spending your gold or using your gold may be hindered by government regulations or taxes or whatever. But in the meantime, I think people should think about protecting themselves. And that's why I work with uh, Birch Gold Group because that is, that, that's their profession. They get very much involved in helping people to uh, truly uh, invest in gold long-term and benefit by the knowledge that has been gained over the years that gold is a heaven. You know, no matter what the Fed does, and they claimed, and they got away with it, they had a lot of cash, and they were going to guarantee the dollar at $35 an ounce, and they did it for a long time, you know, from 19, uh, uh, 1947 all the way up to, uh, you, you know, uh, 1971. But the market was too strong, and gold went from 35 up to, uh, you know, 2000. And it's bouncing around there right now. And there's a lot of people, including myself, we're anticipating it's going to go a lot higher yet. Uh, and it's just, it will be manipulated all. I can, I think right now the effort is to manipulate it and keep it down because gold is the ultimate test of the value of the currency. And our goal, our government's goal in the deep state is to maintain credibility with the dollar, but they're losing the credibility uh, constantly. So I think uh, this is a good time to think about getting help and think about how you invest in gold. And that's why I work with gold, uh, Birch Gold Group. And uh, they have some material that's available to you if, uh, if you would like. And the material is informative and you can get it merely by uh, texting Ron 989898. And they'll send you material. They're not going to charge you. In a, and if you open up one of these accounts, you don't, you don't have to pay taxes on any of your transfer or anything. Uh, you know, to get it started. So I think this is uh, very important that people have a place to go because, uh, you know, it was a little more difficult uh, when I first got involved. It wasn't even legal to own gold. And uh, most of the activity was around the gold shares because everybody knew it was going to happen. But once again, if you're looking for something and looking for help, uh, you can get some information from Birch Gold Group. And that is by texting Ron. 989898, and they will send you the material. But then now we'd like to talk a little bit more with uh, about uh, that famous governor of California who did not get kicked out of office. Uh, they had a special election, 
because that was the goal. But due to politics and how many who were in the campaign and all, and I think uh, I think Newsom feels like he's he's a king of the hill. He talked about running for president, and uh, I think he's still thinking about running it, running for president. And who knows what will happen between now and then? But he he did some interesting things here recently. He had his his speech. I think it's just appearing, even though it was done a month or so ago. But uh, he made he made a, st- a statement that we're going to talk about, and Chris has some interesting ideas about this. Uh, he says, "Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. Uh, he's claiming we don't. We didn't know about this. We were totally surprised. If we'd have only known, we would have never done those things." <laughs> and, and you know what? I don't know whether he has credibility or not. We would have never done those things. Well, they have a lot of reasons why they do it. They thought it was in their interest. And there are some people who wanted to have more uh, more domineering government and more control of the people. And uh, they used lock, you know, lockdown with COVID for this purpose too. And this is what he's referring to. And uh, he keeps talking about we, we, we would have done it differently. I wonder who we is. He's, but it's never I did. I made a mistake, and I'm sorry. I'm apologetic. No, he is saying that the whole thing, you know, was uh, just beyond knowingly. But just think of how many people that we followed and talked about physicians who stuck to their guns and stuck to the truth and lost their jobs and their credibility over it. So this is a big deal, Chris, and I know you've given it some thought. So what do we have today? That's right, Dr. Paul. The COVID authoritarians are trying to rewrite history, hoping that uh, you know Americans have the, uh, the memory of a goldfish, I guess. Uh, so the fact that they're even trying this instead of hiding in shame says something about them, too. But yeah, claiming, oh, no, we didn't know we would do things differently is nonsense. We could we could take hours and hours and just pull up quotes from everybody, from Fauci, from Folensky, from uh, Lena Wend. I mean, think of all the people, Bill Gates. We could just sit here for hours and bring up quotes, but I'll just take one. And that's from the president when he was on national television on, uh, you know, a CNN town hall in 2021. He says, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Now, this is not someone that doesn't know, saying, you know, I don't know if you're going to get COVID if you get these jabs. He says you're not, okay? So they knew what they were saying, obviously. And uh, and their actions spoke even louder than their words. They were censoring all the people that were telling the truth, you know? And they didn't even follow their own rules. They broke all of them with the lockdowns. They were having parties They would walk around with no masks. They would stand with children with masks on and stand with no mask, taking these pictures. You know, they would walk around with no mask. And then once the camera was on, they'd throw it on real fast. It was political theater. And it took a while for everybody to uh, to catch on, you know. And now they're trying to say, oh, well, you can't look back now and say, uh, you know, that that we could have known all this stuff. You can't be a Monday morning. No, not Monday morning. People knew at that time. You don't just run in front of traffic, get squashed by a car and say, oh, well, you can't know after the fact that uh, you get you get squashed if you run in front of a car. No, you know ahead of time. Don't go in front of the car. You're going to get squashed. And people were saying the truth and they were censored. So to claim, oh, we didn't know what we were doing is nonsense and nobody should fall for it. 
Well, you know, this gives somebody the benefit of the doubt. They say there were 1% that knew exactly what they were doing. And it might have been very evil. It might have been those people, matter of fact, probably more than 1%. It's, it's, uh, they knew what they were doing because uh, some of them wanted chaos. And if you were looking for chaos, they were certainly creating, creating the chaos. But the other thing is, is whether they're the rich uh, individuals who uh, are coordinating the deep state or just who it is it's uh it's it's to me why are they doing it why are they doing it well i think they do reject the higher natural laws of right and wrong and so it isn't like normal people most normal people throughout the history of the world uh had an inkling, even though it's always been very difficult for all civilizations to obey, and that is obey natural law and, and understand that lying and cheating and stealing and killing and all the things that go on uh, is is not nice. <laughs> you know, it's bad, and uh, yet they do it. So I think they don't want to admit that. So when they come along, I got like, uh, I like, I, I got the governor. He he come news and says, well, uh, well, we we really didn't know. And Chris, you know, make the point. I think they probably did know exactly what they were doing. There was a purpose in it. And if you believe that there's any merit to the argument that uh, chaos is done on purpose under, under these conditions, because that's the philosophy of corporate, uh, you know, uh, cultural Marxism. And that is cause chaos, consternation and all this mess, because then they, if they can, can just totally destroy the system, and they've done a pretty good job of, of destroying, you, you know, the national security state, as well as our educational system. Now they're working on medicine. What have they done to education? They're doing a pretty good job, but it does, as far as I'm concerned, open up the door to make the point they're lying scoundrels when, in order to do that. And now when they get caught, they say, Oh, if we'd have only known, we would have been much more decent people, but we just couldn't know. And, uh, and I think, Chris, that's what the point you're making. They, they can know, and maybe they knew it in a, in a very dynamic fashion. They're using this. And uh, the one thing that allows them to do this is they don't endorse a higher law. They, they, do, they, uh, they believe that uh, you can't know the truth. And they're trying to cancel out the, the information and the knowledge of the human race for thousands of years that there was always something about honesty. Honesty and money even existed before the first first so-called civilization. It's been here for a long time. And the, the honesty is what they have to cancel out. So they come down not saying that you're picking and choosing and this is what's honest and this is, isn't. What they, what they do is say, there is no way you guys over there at the Ron Paul Institute and all can know this because nobody knows what truth is. And uh, of course, there's many people that uh, would disagree with that and think truth is knowable. Uh, and it also means that it is true that no one individual knows everything there is and like is a dictatorship in determining what is true. But that what the people in charge do, they dictate you. It's sort of fuzzy in there. So because uh, there's no way to know the real truth, we will determine the truth. And that's what these people are doing. They're dictating, and that's why everything has to be collective, property ownership to collective, and even the panels in us. And they're all of a sudden saying, 
we, if we only knew, you know, things things would have been different, and we didn't, we could then possibly know. Uh, so that way, it makes it collective. It's not an individual like a governor of California making bad decisions, and the many others that did. And I think, I think uh, we should make this a blessing in disguise because it helps us better understand, uh, you know, what is right and wrong, and that the nihilists who say you don't know truth and they want to institute, you, you know, the the new system of, of nihilism that uh, endorses a lockdown and. Uh, welfareism and all the rest. So I, I think that it's going to be a job because it is a philosophic uh, struggle for people to willingly say that, uh, you know, you can know the right and wrong and good and bad. You can know that about morality. You can know about economics. You can know that about money. You know, sound money, uh, you know, uh, uh, is one thing that is understandable. And also, you know, that uh, fiat money and lying and cheating and, and regulation uh, is not. that pe People know that. But if they can get benefits on the short run, uh, believe me, there's enough people out there. But the majority of people, I think, know the difference between right and wrong. Right, Dr. Paul. And, you know, they you can't claim ignorance when uh, the scale of what they did, placing the, the, almost virtually the entire nation under house arrest, deciding which businesses are important and which uh, will go out of business. And so many just went out of business by decree, you know, and and throwing cloths on people's faces and, you know, to claim ignorance, closing churches, I mean, even Julius Caesar, I don't think even did that, you know, so to to go to they had such a field day with this that to now claim ignorance. Oh, we, we didn't know what we were doing is preposterous, you know, under no circumstances should any of those things happen. You know, government shouldn't and shouldn't and doesn't have the authority to do any of those things, you know, and I, I now wanted to move over from the left coast to the other left coast that's on the right, and that's New York City, which did such a number on themselves. You know, uh, they're, they're so memorable. I mean, everybody I'm sure remembers Bill de Blasio going on TV, offering people burgers and fries to go get uh, the jabs and them saying, see, look, you're gonna be able to go to the gym and you're gonna go, be able to go to a restaurant and all this stuff. I mean, this should never ever happen in the land of the free, you know? And the governor of New York was just as bad, perhaps even worse. She had a vaxxed necklace on that she wore all the time and even had the audacity to, to tell people, God wants you to get the vaccine. And that's a quote, you know, and now she's still in office going to New Yorkers and saying these words, tell everybody, this is a quote, don't rely on the fact that you had a vaccine in the past. It will not help you this time around. I mean, it's, it's almost like we're we're uh, commentators for a a sci-fi a dystopian movie here. How could this even be happening today? But it is, you know. And fortunately, we took an optimistic approach weeks ago. Fortunately, the American people are not biting this time. Even CBS News had to admit they said, "Yeah, you know, despite a recent rise in COVID cases and variants, as if those matter." A CBS poll found that most Americans aren't concerned about getting COVID. In fact. The nation voices less concern than it ever has since the start of the pandemic. So thank goodness the American people seem to be wising up at, at large and uh, they have to keep it up because they're going to keep trying.
Very, very good. You know, I was interested in how he used the newsman uh, uh, used the word "we." <laughs> he included "we." We was everybody, uh, but uh, they had to include everybody because they had this ex excuse. Because if you said, you know, I'm just sorry that I was part of the 30% uh, who took over because we're dictators to want to tell everybody what to do. And we were wrong. And we should, if we want to clean up our act, we need to, you know, join people who are more interested in telling the truth. But it was always we. Uh, we, we, we don't, we wouldn't have done it that, that way. But that's all just uh, collectivism, psychological collectivism. And they're not pointing out, well, why, why did you go wrong? Why did you punish God, doctors that were telling the truth? What was your purpose of this? And uh, there has to be evil associated with that because when it boils down to it, you know, we're, we're complaining in a way superficially of the harm done. But what, what about the real wickedness of destroying the education of young kids? What about the wickedness of what happened in our nursing home? What about the wickedness of how many people died because of this and how many lost jobs? And, and I think uh, the one example of showing that this is going to be a perpetual harm done on all this stuff. Oh, we didn't know. Uh, we didn't know any better we'll, we'll fix it with more government spending but they they did this and all we say that we would have we would have done it differently yes you would have but the only reason if you even move an inch like closing down to a degree the lockdown uh is the fact that the people spoke up that was the most important thing that happened it, it did arouse a lot of people and that that is very good but the opposition is so strong because they're not giving up and say, hey, we, we need a new tactic. We'll wait a month or two. They'll go back. Well, those people, those people aren't very smart. And we, we know how to do it. They don't know how to run their own lives. We know what's best for them. We will make them safe. And if any outsider comes in, we'll start a war and take care of all the enemies in the world. The deep state is great because we're running the empire and we know how to run the monetary system. So that we, they have to do it. They'll be back. They are back. They're still out there. They're just waiting to come up with another thing. Just think of the nonsense going on in our political system and in our judicial system. Uh, things haven't significantly improved there other than the fact that I think a lot more people are waking up and we have to just get them in position where more people will speak out. Fantastic, Dr. Paul. I'll finish up with my closing statement. Uh, during that COVID, those COVID years, uh, many people were fooled by the government and the media. And it's, it, from my point of view, it's understandable. You know, uh, some people were nasty about it, and that is not understandable. But uh, to be fooled by the government and media is understandable because you're dealing with professional liars. The top of the top, you know, there's a top 1% in every field. Well, you're dealing with the top of the top of people that can lie, you know, as if it's nothing, you know. And, you know, for, for most normal people in our world, that's very odd. Uh, you know, you tend to trust. You need to trust. We have to trust people in this world. But, you know, we're dealing with very professional liars. And I myself have been fooled. I used to be a Republican. I was fooled. Uh, I believed them back in my younger years uh, until I realized how the two parties work. You know, uh, I realized, A, the Democrats are very open and they're, they're going to rip you off and they're not ashamed of telling you that. They're very direct. But the Republican Party 
is they play the opposite side. Oh, those those Democrats are going to rip you off. We represent the small, limited, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And it's just not true. You know, so the Republicans portray themselves as the good cop and the good cop, bad cop scheme. And I, I've been duped many times. No, no more. But, uh, you know, and if you think about it, when Republicans are in office and they have total power, they're just as bad and often worse than Democrats. They will outspend the Democrats. They'll they'll uh, implement the EPA and all these scams that, you know, all the spending, all the wars, all done by Republicans, you know, so but they get you. They appeal to your good sense to get your vote. And then once they're in office, you know, and they just repeat the, amazingly, they're able to repeat this. But, you know, once you learn that this is what we're dealing with, that these people do not tell the truth, that doesn't mean the governments in the future won't tell the truth. But today they do not tell the truth. You have to not be fooled again. And that's what we hope when we point these things out. It's not to say, ah, they got you. It's to say, don't let them get you again. Well, how would this change if people moved in a direction that we endorse? And that is a society that represents uh, and recognizes personal liberty. What, what, why would this be different? Well, you to do that, you have to reject authoritarianism because authoritarianism is violence. It's anti-constitutional. It's anti-moral. And it challenges the very nature of mankind. And a record that uh, said that good and evil has been known for a long time. Well, if you get try to get rid of it and substitute with for it, then you have to come up with some other thing. And and. and Chris has been talking about it, I've been talking about it, is that a group of people who are able to get control believe in their own minds, I think, that uh, that the people aren't capable of taking care of themselves and it needs people that know how to help them out. And But of course, what they're really doing is helping themselves out because a lot of money is involved in this because they're usually the wealthy people, but they're still there's still a lot of other people that wouldn't necessarily be the billionaires that you know get involved in this battle, but they uh, they people and uh, that are interested in it. And I think uh, money is one thing, but that's and it's usually involved, but it's not it. It's not the final thing. The other is the sort of psychopathic desire to have power, power over people, tell people what to do, be authoritarians, and this. Uh, this is a big deal. People will say, oh, wouldn't it be terrible if we if we had total anarchy and there would be no rules, no regulations? No, there'd be some very strict rules, a lot stricter than some of the moral rules we have today, because uh, everything would be done by volunteerism. And if you want to associate or communicate personally, sexually, religious wise uh, or internationally or or whatever, you would do it with one rule. Both sides have to be agreeable to it before you try to interchange or in, or inject your thoughts or tell people what to do. So if you if if an authoritarian would give up their their desire to be authoritarians uh, and tell people what to do because they're saving the world, uh, that that won't work. We have to convince and show people how much better it is. I've I've been always convinced once I understood the market, if uh, if the people who are the progressives, how they sell their authoritarianism, is we're going to take care of the sick, the people, the old, and everybody, and we all have the welfare state, and everybody's going to be happy. But if you compare the authoritarian states, you know, then that 
That's one thing. If you compare that to a libertarian leaning state it is a big difference because the one, the freer the country, the more prosperity there is and the more peace there is. So that to me is very important, but we have a job because we have to present that case to more people quickly because there will be a climactic end to the mess that we have now. And the other, the, the answer to this is something that I believe so sincerely in that if you have more people uh, waking up and going out and speaking, they'll find out many others will stand up. You know, I've been thinking that all along. They're out there and we have to communicate with them. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.